0: Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Mason Brew with the last getting to know Michigan's opponent of the regular season. This pits 11-0 Michigan against 11-0 Ohio State. Number three Michigan versus number two. Michigan won a season ago, 42-27, to but that was at the big house. Going to be a little more difficult this time around, heading into the horseshoe at Ohio Stadium on Saturday at noon. Forecast looking like around 50 degrees, perhaps some rain. But to preview all things Michigan-Ohio State and to get a Buckeyes perspective, a man who has covered Ohio State football since 1992, Jim Navo. How are we doing today, Jim?
1: I'm doing, doing well.
0: We're used to seeing your name pop up and reading it up north, as you folks down south say. But, Jim, first question about Ohio State. Now, Michigan, they're a little wounded heading into this one the status of Heisman contending running back Blake Corum is in question as is Donovan Edwards Michigan's running back too and some other players but the same thing can be said for Ohio State they've definitely had a bevy of injuries the past couple months how do you think the health of some key contributors is trending for Ohio State well
1: it's, you know it's been a complete mystery shut down on anything on the Ryan Williams, since he got hurt in the middle of the Indiana game, and uh, he didn't—he uh, didn't even make the trip last week. And then uh, Trevion Henderson has been in and out of the lineup all year. He—he he missed two games, then he came back against Maryland last week, and he got a 31-yard touchdown pass, I think it was, right away for Ohio State's first score. But he was looping and grimacing after that, and he came back and carried the ball eleven times in the first half and gained nineteen yards, and that wasn't getting it done. So they, he didn't play the second half. They brought uh, Dallin Hayden, the freshman, in. We'd had a couple hundred yard games and blowouts, but he'd never been in the situation where he had to be the man, and he went for 146 yards, and then I think a little bit like three of it in the second, three yards of it in the second half. So. Yeah, he looked very good, um, but, but, you know, it wasn't Michigan's defense <laughs> he was playing against, so I don't know, you know if they will go with him if the other two guys aren't right, or if they'll you know try to start the more experienced person and see how it goes.
0: Now, defensively for Ohio State this season, they insert a new defensive coordinator in Jim Knowles, Oklahoma State's former defensive coordinator, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, for example, said that evaluating Ohio State's defense, he sees a defense that is different schematically than others he's seen in the Big Ten to this point. Ohio State's defense, they've looked stronger and faster. They've been better across the board. One of the best defenses in all of college football, number two in team passing efficiency. Ranked ninth in total defense, they're also good at stopping the run, ranking fifteenth in rushing defense. What has Knowles brought to the Ohio State program, and what should Michigan expect schematically from Ohio State's defense on Saturday? He,
1: you no, know, he's a guy who will make changes on on the fly in the middle of the game, and seems to you know make good good adjustments. I think you know the. One well, of the biggest things I see is just that the United States defense is a lot more confident in themselves than in their coach this year. I think you know that they really believe in the guy, and he's, you know, he's. I can't really get into schemes. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a coach, so I don't know exactly what to tell you on that. But it's definitely you can see the improvement. I mean, um, Tommy Eichenberg, middle linebacker. I always thought, you know, yeah, he's a pretty good linebacker, but this year he's just a beast. <laughs> he's he's had a great season. Uh, the probably the question mark on it is their uh, their cornerbacks have struggled in some games. You know, maybe giving up bigger plays and more of them than than you would expect from just the general quality of the defense they're playing. But yeah, that that's that, that's what, two things that stand out, and then. They've got, they can go, you know, seven or eight deep on the offensive, defensive line, excuse me. They've got some great players there um, where it's the the top total on sacks is two guys, Jack Sawyer and Mike Hall with four and a half each. I mean, nobody, there's no one individual that plays all the time and dominates there on, on the front line, but uh, there's a lot of good players.
0: Yeah, and Tommy Eichenberg, as you said, been a stand-up for Ohio State on defense this year, and astounding amount of tackles for a collegiate athlete 11 games into a season at 105, and 67 of those have been solo. So certainly somebody that Michigan must keep an eye on each and every play on Saturday. But you mentioned the pass defense for Ohio State, but the rushing defense, I already noted, they're 15th in rushing defense, but... Uh, would you say there are any games this season, and we can talk offensively too, we're going to we're gonna talk about the good offensive stuff of Ohio State, and there's a whole lot of it, but there were a few games this year, Jim, where Northwestern, of course, that was a very windy environment, along Lake Michigan at Northwestern, but Ohio State, that was a battle for a bit in that one against Notre Dame in the first half, very close game. Penn State, at Penn State, Ohio State, That game was certainly in doubt until the late moments there, the the final minutes in that one. Last week against Maryland, same thing. A game that went back and forth for a while. And, of course, Michigan, we can point to games that Michigan has played this season where things were close for a bit as well. But that's what both of these teams do, right? They look at each other's film and try to... Expose Weaknesses of the other. So my question to you, Jim, is specifically in the games I mentioned from Ohio State, Penn State, Illinois, Northwestern, Notre Dame, all wins, of course, for Ohio State, but offensively and defensively, did you see anything in particular that you could say that, oh, that could potentially be a deficiency for Ohio State against Michigan?
1: Well, first of all, I'll take all the blame for the 50-mile-an-hour wins at the Northwestern game because I had tickets for two Cubs games this year, and I got rained out both times before <laughs> I ever got to Wrigley, and then I go up there for an Ohio State game and it's 50, 60-mile-an-hour wins, so it, it must be my fault. But as far as Ohio State, uh, one stat I noticed this week when I was putting together our preview page, I had to do it early since Thanksgiving coming in there, Um in the first seven games this year, CJ Stroud threw at least two touchdown passes in every game. But in three of the last four games, which would include the Northwestern game, the Penn State game, I think. And yes. Anyway, anyway, he had uh, three of those four games. He had one or no touchdown passes. So yeah, you know they've they've struggled a bit in In the passing game, as silly as that sounds, I mean his percentages have been good, but they haven't put the ball in the end zone that way, which is kind of unusual for the image that they have I think around the country is that you know they're they're scoring all the time with these great receivers and great quarterback, which they do, but you know that's just kind of a quirk there that late in the season they haven't put a lot of passing touchdowns up on the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, now Stroud, he's somebody who has 35 touchdowns on the season, four interceptions. One stat I looked at that only seven sacks allowed on the year for Stroud. So, right. so that would make one think, Jim, that this Ohio State offensive line, pretty good offensive line. Then then the rushing statistics, Mayan Williams, he's averaging 6.7 yards per carry. Drevion Henderson, 5.3 yards per carry. And Dallas Hayden, who does have 100 attempts on the year, five yards per carry, so how good is this Ohio State offensive line? Because just, just from a number standpoint, it looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're terrific at pass blocking. Like you said, seven sacks all season, which uh, I didn't look this week, but last week I think that tied them for second or third in the country You know, and at the top of the list. But, uh, yeah, the, the thing they've struggled with, and they did better at it against um, Maryland, is Short yardage situations; they, you know, just weren't converting the third downs, and even some, some couple times where they really went for it on fourth downs, which Ryan Day said was making him want to beat his head against the wall. But I think they did convert three other fourth downs against North, against uh, Maryland last week, which that turned out to be a lot closer game than I thought, basically because you know, Tagovailoa, had really struggled the two games before. I think he threw for 77 yards against Wisconsin and 74 against Penn State and got sacked 12 times over all seven in one game, five in another. So I was thinking, okay, this guy's still hurting from that injury he picked up. Um, But he was definitely mobile and definitely hitting his passes. I think he hit 16 out of his first 18 against Ohio State. So, yeah, their defense was sort of spread out and – not
0: shutting them down in the first half there. Yeah, In Ohio State, some of the best receivers in the country, Amika Buka, 57 receptions, 914 yards on the year for, with eight touchdowns. And then there's Marvin Harrison Jr., 65 receptions, 1,037 yards, 11 touchdowns. How good is Ohio State's receiving core? And I'll take it a step further. Is Marvin Harrison Jr. one of the best Ohio State receivers for his age you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, whoever rated him a four-star recruit needs to, you know, yeah, get they, star yeah,
0: now. they, yeah, they, they need to quit their job because Marvin Harrison Jr. should have been a five-star, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, he's as at his age as you said. He's he's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, he's pretty amazing at any age. Yeah, he's not only is he physically talented, but you know he's a great route runner. He's Tremendous hard worker, and and not that Buku isn't—he's—he's he's very, very good too. I mean, I would have liked to have, you know, their at least numerically best receiver has barely played this year. I mean, I would have liked to have seen him with three first-round draft choices out there in their receiving core. You know, that would—you know, you see these guys get open enough as it is. I mean, and the and uh, Julian Fleming has been a nice addition this year too he was hurt most of the time his first couple years in the program and he was hurt at the beginning of this year but he doesn't quite have the burst that the two other guys do but um he's he's done some very good things for them too he was ranked the number one receiver in high school three years ago or whatever it was he came out of high school so yeah he's they they've got some receivers but marvin harrison jr is He's definitely got that NFL look to him.
0: And uh, have you had a chance to watch any of Michigan this year or quarterback J.J. McCarthy? Just what, what are your initial thoughts of the Wolverines heading into this matchup? And, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I,
1: I've been able to catch parts of several of their games and uh, uh, watched the whole Illinois game last week before the Ohio State's game. And I said a long time ago that Michigan, you know, Ohio State fans that thought, "Oh yeah, this this is just going to be going to, oh, she's going to go in there and get their revenge and go on." And I was like, "No, this is a very good Michigan team too. I I've been impressed with both their lines, and you know, Corum really impresses me. And when they went to McCarthy, I could see, you know, I was looking at the stats earlier when you first contacted me." And I had forgotten this, but last year, besides you know the work that uh, they did harassing Ohio State and shutting them down on those lines, sort of having their way, big moment in that game was the first couple possessions in the second half for Michigan, where Ohio State Ohio State starts three and out, and then boom, Michigan puts them with I was thinking it was Haskins, but it was quorum. that was like a 55-yard run. Sets up a touchdown, and they score in two or three plays. Then Ohio State has to punt again, and Harbaugh brings McCarthy in, and he connects on a like a forty-one yard pass to set up another touchdown. And all of a sudden, Michigan goes from one point up to two scores up. So, you now that's that was a big moment for some guys that are back this year for Michigan, assuming that Cordham's healthy enough to play.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it, it you'd think it should only serve the Wolverines well and a guy like McCarthy, who was a true freshman the season ago and is still just 19 years of age and his first year as Michigan starter, to kind of have those battle battle wounds and experience, and we'll see how it serves them Saturday in a, a very rowdy environment, I guess it's fair to say. Um how big of a deal? Last question for you. Do you think home field advantage is going to be for Ohio State on Saturday?
1: A uh, slight advantage, um, but you know, Michigan's Michigan's played in big situations in front of big crowds. Like you said, you get a you know first year quarterback there. just got the job this year, but he seems very mature and you know, able to handle the situations, and, and he's very good. So. I mean, I went through it, and we we do a my preview thing page. I do eight categories. and I was in the format we used to do, I could pick up one one team, the other team, or even well, I don't have the even chance anymore, and this is the year when I really need the even, the even choice for this game because I think it's pretty even in a lot of the categories. It was kind of hard to say, oh, Ohio State's a lot, you know, except for receiver and quarterback, where I definitely gave Ohio State the edge, but the others I had to kind of guess or I kind of was like, okay, I got to give Michigan at least three out of the eight here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's it's close, but I, you know. I don't think that, you know, the the home field advantage ever completely swings it for one team or another, especially not when it's two great teams playing
0: each other. No, and now Michigan has a quarterback in McCarthy who he likes to meditate before games, and, you know, he shares quotes from guys from Carl Sagan to Ralph Waldo Emerson. The other day it was Leonardo da Vinci. The other day it was also a – there's an old Chinese proverb he said where he said it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war so 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 that's his mindset heading into the horseshoe but jim thanks so much for coming on you can find jim on twitter at lima underscore Niveau and catch him a ton a ton of papers more than a couple dozen across the state of ohio jim thanks once again for coming on i'll see you up in the press box in columbus on saturday
1: sounds good